Welcome, and thank you for listening to the SMA Flash Briefings. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has extended its review of Rizdaplam as an oral treatment for spinal muscular atrophy by three months, pushing the decision due date to August 24th from May 24th. This extension was based on additional clinical data submitted by Roche, one of Rizdaplam's developers, three months after the investigational therapy received priority review status and in close collaboration with the FDA. Due to the volume of data submitted, the agency said it needed more time to finish its review. Roche's submission included one-year data from the second part of the Phase 2-3 Sunfish study, the first placebo-controlled trial to include children and young adults ages 2 to 25 with SMA type 2 and 3. These results are expected to help provide access to Rizdaplam for a broad range of SMA patients should it be approved. The FDA also stated that no review issues of concern have been identified to date. Stuart W. Peltz, PhD, CEO of PTC Therapeutics, one of Rizdaplam's developers, said in a company press release, quote, We are encouraged that the FDA has no substantive review issues. Their interest in the additional results from the clinical studies demonstrating Rizdaplam's activity supports our goal of enabling access to this important therapy for all SMA patients. Levi Garraway, MD, PhD, Roche's Chief Medical Officer and Head of Global Product Development, said in a separate press release by Roche, quote, We are working closely with the FDA to support the review of Rizdaplam. Our goal is to bring this therapy to infants, children, and adults living with SMA as quickly as possible. Rizdaplam, developed by Roche and Genentech, a member of the Roche Group, in collaboration with PTC Therapeutics and the SMA Foundation, is an oral liquid therapy designed to increase the production of a functional survival motor neuron protein, SMN, which is impaired in SMA patients. SMN is essential for muscle health. If approved, Rizdaplam will be the first oral and at-home disease-modifying SMA therapy and the second to work by boosting the ability of the SMN2 gene to produce a functional SMN protein. Spinraza, developed and marketed by Biogen, is the first. It was approved in December 2016. Rizdaplam's approval request is supported by data from the second part of the ongoing Phase 2-3 Firefish and Sunfish trials which include more than 200 patients with type 1, 2, and 3 SMA between 1 month and 25 years old. This patient population more closely represents the real-world spectrum of people living with SMA and includes many patients previously underrepresented in clinical trials. Both trials met their primary effectiveness goal, with Rizdaplam treatment resulting in significant improvements in motor milestones in infants with SMA type 1 and in motor function in children and young adults with type 2 and type 3 disease. The treatment has been well tolerated, with no patient yet stopping its use. The recently submitted Sunfish data concerns detailed results of the 180 wheelchair-bound type 2 and 3 SMA participants who were given Rizdaplam or a placebo for one year. Data released to date report that a larger proportion of patients treated with Rizdaplam showed significant motor function improvements, particularly those in the youngest age group 2 to 5 years old, or stabilization, particularly in the oldest age group 18 to 25 years old, compared to those on a placebo. 
In older SMA patients, treatment goal is to stabilize motor function to prevent further disability, so these findings are considered relevant to this patient population. Garraway said, quote, We strongly believe in the potential of Rizdaplam as a new therapeutic option and recognize that unmet need remains in the treatment of SMA. Enabling access to a home-administered oral therapy for a broad patient population is critically important and we look forward to the FDA living up to its commitment to review the application as quickly as possible, Peltz added. Roche has submitted similar marketing applications of Rizdaplam to regulatory agencies in Indonesia, Taiwan, Chile, Brazil, South Korea, and Russia. A submission is also imminent in China, and filings to the European Medicines Agency and other international markets remains on track for mid-year. Coming up next, Perspectives from SMA News Today Forums Director Kevin Schaefer. Hey everyone! Hope you're all staying safe, healthy, and relatively sane out there during this time. Okay, so a while ago I posted a review of the film The Theory of Everything, and in the SMA News Today forums. I wanted to read this review and encourage you all to join in on this discussion, which you can find in the Disability in Media forum. I missed it when it came out, but I recently watched The Theory of Everything on Netflix. This is the 2014 biopic of the British physicist Stephen Hawking, and it focuses on the relationship between him and his, and his first wife, Jane. It's also based on Jane Hawking's memoir, Traveling to Infinity, My Life with Stephen, and Eddie Redmayne won an Oscar for his portrayal of Hawking in this film. I quite enjoyed the film. It starts with Stephen and Jane at Cambridge, and it explores the early stages of their relationship. Then it shifts to Stephen's diagnosis of ALS. There's a scene about 20 or so minutes into the film, in which Stephen suddenly loses control and falls face forward on the ground. It's then followed by a dramatic and intentionally hazy sequence in which the doctor diagnoses him. I was particularly interested in how the film would proceed from here, and how it would portray the progression of Stephen's disease and the impact of it on his and Jane's relationship. Jane, wonderfully played by Felicity Jones, is the first person to push Stephen out of his depression after his initial diagnosis. She remains faithful to him for many years, and in addition to being his caregiver, she also has to take care of their kids and deal with various negativities from their families. For instance, Stephen's father doesn't believe she is capable of the challenges ahead when she announces that she will stay with him, no matter how weak he becomes. Then later on in the film, when the dashing church choir director Jonathan, played by Charlie Cox, becomes Stephen's unofficial caregiver and helps out the rest of the family, Jane's mother straight up asks her who the father of her third child is. As this drama unfolds, Stephen is relentlessly working on his research and trying to answer questions about the existence of the universe. I commend the filmmakers for showing the progression of Stephen's disease in pretty vivid detail. While it could have been sugar-coated, the way Stephen's disability is depicted is pretty poignant. The film shows him going from limping around on crutches to using a wheelchair full-time, him gradu gradually losing his upper body strength, and him losing his voice after a post-pneumonia surgery. And while this depiction is raw, these scenes don't evoke pity as much as they evoke reality. Though Stephen Hawking was known for using humor in many of his speeches and his writings, he never glossed over the impact of his ALS. I think the film does an admirable job of just showing the complexities of his home life. The one criticism I have for the film 
and this is something that other reviewers pointed out as well, is that toward the end it does gloss over the ugly parts of Stephen and Jane's marriage, and it waters down their divorce. I think the film could have benefited pre from presenting a little more nuance here, instead of approaching the subject too sensitively. For the most part, it's a really fascinating look at one of the more iconic interabled relationships in history, but I do wish that it hadn't rushed the ending. Especially because Redmayne and Jones give such stellar performances, I think they would have done a great job showing the different sides to Stephen and Jane's relationship in greater detail. Overall though, I really enjoyed this film. Has anyone out there seen it? I would love to hear your thoughts. As I mentioned earlier, it is streaming on Netflix, and we would love to hear from you in the SMA News Today forums. I'm Kevin Schaefer, Forums Director for SMA News Today. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com. And be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.